yeah. It's yeah. The, the, the thing about when, when Go Horse started though too, it wasn't it wasn't like we were going out there saying, "Oh, we're like this black metal band." You know, it was just it was how dudes that grew up in a Louisiana scene took in influences of black metal and then created, but also blending in like black metal, thrash metal, things like that, and kind of culminating an own idea within like a Louisiana sound. Use EMG pickups because they help you get the heaviest tone possible. Head over to emgpickups.com and use my promo code HEAVY at checkout and get 15% off. And then once you write the heaviest song of all time, head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza and save 30% off your membership to get all your songs on all streaming platforms. And now to the heaviest podcast of all time. Three cats, two dogs, bunch of chickens. Oh, you're full on. Yeah. <laughs> you have like a farm or something? No, not a farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick. Well, dude, I'm honored we have Goat Whore here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks Holy for having moly. us. It was cool. We're just hanging out. Uh, when was that? Like a couple months ago? It was May, right? Yeah, that yeah. was. It was May. Milwaukee Metal Fest. Yeah, May. Yeah. Something like that. That was a great time. You always celebrating Christmas here every every day? Yeah, uh, I've been told that I should take down the tree because it's 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 confusing people, but it, it, it means something, though. Okay. Uh, that was when we played Florida. This was a gift from uh, George Corpsegrinder Fisher. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, okay, yeah. So he literally, uh, he decorated our bandwagon for Christmas, and we, and we had had a tree. Oh, it, yeah, so you definitely need to keep it up. You know, you know, sure. you know when you get a gift, and you're like, I don't want anyone else in the band to take that, so then you, uh, you hurry up and take it? Yeah, so yeah. That, that's basically what I did. That's good. That's and, awesome. But, but uh, it, it's fucking confusing people, you know? Well, but you have a story behind it, so that's all that matters, really. Yeah, I, I, I put a sign right here. From from Corpse Grinder, right? Should yeah. I? Okay. No, 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 no. You nope. tell the story. It's part of the whole thing, you know? Somebody mentions it, you know? I see it, and I'm like, okay, it's got a tree up, but then I also see people in neighborhoods that leave their lights up year-round and stuff like that. Do they so, really? There's some areas I've been, yeah. That, that, that might be a bit much, right? If you have, if you have your lights up yeah. all, all year-round, like Sammy, right? Well, <laughs> I just leave my Halloween decorations up year-round. Do you really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just normal in my house, you know? It is. Kind of, well, if you want to call them Halloween direct decorations, you know? Mm. Lots of skulls and weird stuff like that in the yard. Sounds like Halloween. Yeah. I mean, you guys are, you're a, you're just, you are a different breed. Like, like the Louisiana scene is, is, is it's kind of like its own thing, you know? It's like, a, like just, just a sound alone, you know? But yeah, I mean, it's also different, too, that because a lot of the bands, like, they they don't, like, like, Goat Horse, nothing like Crowbar. No. Crowbar's nothing like Goat Horse. I Hate God's nothing like Goat, you know? So there's, mm -hmm. like, this thing where there's a bunch of bands from there, but they're all their own, like, entity as well. And the weird thing, too, is a lot of times a lot of these bands share members. Mm -hmm. But it's the other band that they're in is totally different from this other band they're in. Yeah, you can't yeah. really tell. You could sort of tell when certain members do their thing in other bands, you know what I'm saying? But it's mm -hmm. done in a different way, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. And even like some of the bands that, um, the local bands that are there, all the bands that were doing their own thing there, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's, there's no really, like he said, there's no bands there that like sound like each other. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a whole bunch of new slew of new bands that are coming out now that just are doing their own thing. You know. Yeah, none of them sound like they're, like they they're really influenced by older like New Orleans bands, but they don't none sound, of them sound like, like them. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What are the bands that are up and coming now? Oh man. Well, we have Brat. 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 Sounding. Sounding's yeah. really good. Sounding. Oh, Heracleon. Yeah, Heracleon. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them, man, and they're all doing like their own little thing. But it's then you have the whole amazing. you have the whole thing like Abysmal Lord yeah. and mm-hmm. Morbid Torment and uh, Mahanet. There's like it's just a bunch of different stuff there. That's just that's a wild. logo. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a really good logo. That's a logo. That's a band name. Yeah, a great band, man. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Great band. Great dudes. I, well, I, I I could only imagine growing up there now. Where they have like this whole like, I mean now it's like a legendary bands and sound like you know you have like the Go Horrors and the I and the I Hate Gods even go even further for like the X Orders like you have like this whole like rich scene that you probably listen to when you're you know when they were like thirteen or fifteen and now they're starting their own band that has a completely other sound yeah and yeah. now and then the whole like I assume like the whole Louisiana scene's like starting over yeah yeah that's crazy. Yeah, it's just a it's, it's just a perpetual cycle there. Not that other scenes don't have that either. It's just it's really unique to notice that there's so many bands that are influenced by older New Orleans bands, but they don't mm-hmm. tend to like say, "Oh, well, we're gonna take this sound and then we're gonna like create our own element of it." It's like they just do their own thing mm-hmm. and just yeah. kind of move forward with it. And it's it's weird there because for a while there weren't a whole lot of new bands coming out. Like remember that to where it yeah. was just like it was just kind of stagnant. It was like a, de- a dead period for a while. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. When when was that? Man, probably that like, was probably like fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah like two thousand five. Like I don't, I don't 2005. know. Two thousand five. It might be unfair to say that. Maybe our memories just weird because there's always. But, but maybe it's not. Maybe too, it's not necessarily like a bunch of new bands, but the bands like. Like like kind of with their Cold own. War, Crowbar, all those bands. Bands with like, their own their like points. identity and thing going on, maybe. You know, yeah. I don't know. It takes a while to, to, to have that, uh, what, what's the word? Not, uh, not resurgence, but like the other, the a newer generation. It kind of takes time. Like yeah, kinda, yeah. Because, you, know, you know, I mean, you're, you're doing your thing. We're, we're all doing our thing. And then uh, before you know it, 10 years pass. You know, and then, oh wait, like a, a band didn't really come out the past, you know, ten years or fifteen. But but um, there, it's like a whole other like cycle of people come in and like hear hear what's going on. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of have that in common. It's crazy how long it takes to have like just to earn your stay. You know, because for because uh, I heard that that Goat Horde kind of got shit and flack when you when when your band first came out. Is that? Is that true? Like we kind of like like uh, <laughs> oh, like uh, like oh, it's not black metal enough. It's not this enough. It's not that. I mean, you know? like, I can't remember those idiots. Yeah, but you're always. <laughs> I think you're gonna have that in every kind of genre in totally. some sort of way. You know, you're gonna have the people that totally. are like the cult people that you know you got to have a certain idea, a certain regimen. You know, a certain. It's funny because a lot of these people talk about no rules, but then they create rules internally. You know, mm-hmm. like even like the quote-unquote elitist type people and they're like yeah yeah it can't be this way it's got to be this way and it's just like well wait a minute i thought you said there's no rules to the game isn't that weird like uh, we like you play them you play the music for no rules but then you, get you rules have to it, yeah it's 
Yeah. Just the, the thing about when, when Go Horse started, though, too, it wasn't it wasn't like we were going out there saying, oh, we're like this black metal band. You know, it was just, it was how dudes that grew up in a Louisiana scene mm-hmm. took in influences of black metal and then created it, but also blending in, like, black metal, thrash metal, things like that, and kind of culminating an own idea within, like, a Louisiana sound. Mm. So we weren't sitting there with a stamp going, we're like the biggest black metal thing in like <laughs> su- the southern United States, you know? It's just, yeah. yeah, these people that come out and they'll say different things. But we were just dudes that were into like more of the earlier like stuff, like Celtic Frost, Bathory, Venom. And then mm-hmm. we were into like more of the modern stuff at that time, which was like Emperor and bands like that, Dark Throne. Mm. And we just took those influences and kind of mixed them in with what we already had as a sound within the scene in Louisiana. Mm. And this is, uh, I want to say, because you, because you guys met in like 98, correct? I was earlier than that. It was like 90, because the first record we put out was like 96, 95, something like that. 99 was the, okay. first, was well, the first record came out. But I've been knowing him for a long time, though, before that, prior to that. Mm-hmm. So when did we put out the first demo? That might have been around '97. Yeah, somewhere up in yeah. there. Mm. Yeah. How do you, how do you guys not kill each other yet? It seems like you guys are still best friends. <laughs> oh, it comes close sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it does. No, Trust I mean me. don't <laughs> don't be yeah. fooled. I mean everybody <laughs> everybody across the board in in every band has been together, and like sometimes people are like, yeah, it seems like you'll get along, but there's points, you know. You get in arguments. You get you do. It's it's a natural thing. It'd yeah. be, I think it'd be totally unnatural if you were that t- together that long and there was like never any kind of like clashes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be it, like, well, what's what the fuck's going on here? I, th- I think the secret is giving everybody their space and knowing when to just get the fuck away from them, you know? Yeah, because that was a question that I had I had for you guys. It was like, how do you maintain that kind of relationship? Is it, and it's just knowing like like the person that or the people that that you're with and just don't with the back off and just let them be you know don't mm-hmm. don't try to prod them you know yeah does that does that come with knowing like shutting down your own pride it's like, okay like you kind of have it going on in like, like your head hey I, you can say this it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but it's not going to end up well. It's not going to end up well, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You nailed it on the head. But I think it also comes in time, you know, in age, and you it's start so to you start age. to know somebody, and you're like, all right, well, right now is not a good time. You know, we'll discuss this at a different point, or we're not going to argue about it now because nothing good's going to be said. Let's wait till everybody kind of calms down, and then yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it's it's like a you know a like being married but it's just you have more people involved mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of like things there you have to kind of stop and go well wait a minute it's not just these two it's all four of us and we have to like sort it out from whatever point exactly so there's a lot of you know talking here and there there's a lot of silence here and there there's a lot of little bit of everything here and there. a lot of awkwardness yeah. I, I love that awkward silence <laughs> I, I, I fucking love it that's like one thing I'm like yeah it's awkward it's fucking sick <laughs> So you're the instigator of everything. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But it's, it's more like, it's always like, if, if I say something, it's always like kind of, uh, how do you say, break up, uh, break break the air. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always yeah. like, like hard. I would say yeah. it's kind of dickish, but it's always like to make people laugh. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just, we're all, and you guys, you know, you have four humans in a van. 
going in a, a different state every day. Yeah. You know, it's this is things are just bound to break and you guys, you know, I see you and guys, you guys are all great energy and vibe. It's like, damn, what what are they doing? Just doing yoga? We're doing like, what the fuck? What's the, <laughs> not, not even <laughs> mental yoga. Yeah. <laughs> mental yoga is a good way to put it, dude. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. You know. Whether whatever it is, you know, whether you need to like sleep or Mm-hmm. escape with some other kind of music or whatever you know something like that like a mental yoga i guess yeah you know there's a lot of factors man to lead to you know like, yeah like poor sleep you know or yeah of course getting right hungover now. or <laughs> yeah. yeah the road will just wear you down you know some, sometimes you just step away and tomorrow will be a better day you know mm-hmm. yeah and, uh i'm not sure if people realize about this about your band but so you'll do, let, let's say for example you'll do like a month-long tour but you don't really even necessarily get hotel rooms. No, we did. Well, actually, we get hotel rooms more often nowadays. Now, okay, yeah. there we go. As we get yeah. older, I think the rooms come to more perspective because okay, the, good. the body is just not as fully as agreement anymore. You know, yeah. it's like, no, I'm not sleeping in the front seat, sitting up for eight <laughs> hours. It's not happening. <laughs> we also bring more people. So we have crew with us now, so that helps. Yeah, that, yeah. Can't everybody can't fit in the van every night? So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were definitely like more so do. like <laughs> a DIY punk band like years back, you know? Yeah, like like doing was, metal. Yeah, it was just us in a van. That's it. Yeah, and that that was our house <laughs> for yeah. a month yeah. or longer. Yeah, I mean, we had to- times we would do. We do. There was one year I clocked. We had toured probably over nine months out of the year. And I was strictly in a van, no hotel rooms, just the four or five of us. Yeah. Whose idea was it to not do ho- hotel rooms? Sammy's, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was. No, I think it was a mutual thing. Yeah. You know? Because also money, you know, you're trying Horse. to... You know, a lot of people have these perceptions of bands and, you know, touring and everything. And if you really dig in, like, there's a lot of, like, you really have to be good at money and finances and keeping things in order mm-hmm. because even like an off day is like oh man you could spend so much money on an off day just driving Dude. and doing you know what i'm saying so it's like you got to do everything right to keep everything yeah. going and, and everybody thinks all this money's flowing in but no you know it's sometimes it's not flowing in you expenses know? So, yeah expenses are fucking up they are absurd yeah and now lately you know they went up even more so yeah, with the gas and fuel, and even like a, you can even say like like a van rental. Yeah, you know, it's everything is, and then then our lifestyle stays the same. Yeah, pretty but, much. But we keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, what what is that? It's <laughs> the only thing I know how to do, <laughs> man. Keep, but you can't fucking stop. And never get tired of that forty five minutes or an hour on stage. Like it's makes all all the other bullshit worth it. Like, it does absolutely huh? yeah without a doubt it's like this it's like a release without even knowing you can get it down you get out all your craziness and mm-hmm. it's why it's why like like the metal bands are so i think they're they're like the most chill you know there's just something bad i think we just go nuts and oh, that's all right now let's just sit back and do nothing yeah and some people will drink a lot of whiskey <laughs> all right okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway but yeah uh I just wanted to set the stage real quick is that you, I mean, so you guys are from Louisiana. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, not like currently people live in different areas, but the band has always been always based. Been. It in started in Louisiana. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because uh, Zach's in uh, Arizona, like like a psycho. Yep. And Robert, yep. you're are you still in Texas? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Okay. Austin. Austin, Texas, beautiful. It's probably growing way fast right uh, now. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I still love it though. I travel the country a lot. There's nowhere I go. Oh, I would love to leave Austin to move here. It's Austin's a great place. It's getting it's out home. of planned, but it's a great place. It's home. Yeah. More home than anywhere else has been for me. Mm. I've been there 22 years. 22 years? <coughs> oh shit. Planned on living there three. And they're 22, <laughs> almost 22. Oh shit. Crazy. Yeah, I mean he, he, I mean he's seen like the like that crazy growth of that of that town. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, I mean, you guys came up in like you're talking like the '90s, and like I go, like, how was how was like the '90s, even say early '80s, um, like uh, like Louisiana heavy scene? Because I mean, you guys came up and experienced a time that we don't know. Well, it's crazy. It's like you know, Crowbar and I God were were active during that time. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other big one? Uh, Graveyard Rodeo and Exhorter. They were all still doing stuff back then, you know. But mm-hmm. it was it was, uh, it was scary back then. Was it? Yeah, be- I guess because I was so much younger, and there was this huge like hardcore scene there with all these really uh, how can I put it uh, undesirable people involved. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and <laughs> just make the shows uh, no fun. Dang, really? Like, it was some wild shit happening back then, man. Yeah, you guys have probably had, like, real pits. Yeah, very. Real. Very, oh, they had some chaotic shows. Very yeah. violent. I remember, like, DRI touring, you know, on Crossover and stuff like that. It was like, DRI, Creator, Holy Terror. I, I was, place, I was at Jazz yep, Hall. I was at that show. That show was insane. And I'd be sta- I was staying in the back watching the whole floor chaos, but then watching lines of people on each side of the PA... Mm-hmm. Lining up to dive off the stage, and it was just like this whole machine that just kept going. It was it was crazy, crazy shit. So it was, a, it was just a, a scary state, a scary yeah. place. And Exhorter, when Exhorter played, the shows were that chaotic. Was, yeah, you know? that was crazy. So correct me if I'm wrong, but they're kind of they're kind of known to be like the pioneers of this, like, like the sound that would eventually become like the like like New Orleans, like. You know, heavy sound. You know, am I am, am, am I wrong there? Oh, uh, I'd say a, a big part of a it. Big yes. part of yeah, it. A big part of it. Yeah, I mean, because we had Exhorter, we had Shell Shock. Shell Shock, know. okay. We had uh, actually crazy is Shell Shock eventually turned into what is Crowbar because mm. it was a band, and then one of the guys uh, died in it, and then they Kurt did. got in it, and they called it Aftershock. And then it moved on from there, and then became like Requiem, and then the Slugs, and then became the Crowbar. Is, is that is, is that them? Yeah. Oh wow! Screaming, oh, screaming. What from, is that? No, that's, yeah, that's not them. That's oh. not, that's <laughs> not, that's not <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, that, that, that one, yeah, the one, that one right there. Yeah. That's Shell Shock. Yeah. Execution time. Okay, wait, his date is 1981 to 87. Wow! Yeah, I saw him in '87 yeah. on the More Gore tour. Yep. Yeah, look up that record, More Gore, that they put out. That was another thing. And they were, actually, they were on the verge. They did a lot of shows with a lot of, like, hardcore-ish, like, thrash crossover bands mm-hmm. back in the day. And they were about to do some, get signed. And then, you know, more Gore, guys, there it is. Yeah. 
It's someone. It's, it's so it's someone falling off into a pool, an empty pool, and they people have, have like signs up giving their rating on. <laughs> oh wow! I still own that shirt from '88. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think actually too, I I think Phil's label was supposed to, or they did put out uh, a couple of re-releases of Shell Shock stuff. Mm. What's his label called again? Uh, like, Housecore Records. Housecore, okay. Yeah. So they they uh, they put out the uh, Shell Shock. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like like it was them like a big thing was them and then this band Graveyard Rodeo, and Graveyard Rodeo would do a Halloween show every year at this VFW hall on Franklin Avenue in the city and they'd have this thing called a splatter fest and they'd make homemade like splatter horror movies and they'd play it in between like bands they'd put oh, up like a curtain sick. with a projector and they'd play these little like homemade like horror movies what year is this? oh it was like yeah like 80s like 86 87 88 how they there. figure that out? I, it's, Dude, I mean, actually, some of the guys creative. in some of those bands like went like I know uh, one of the guys in Graveyard Rodeo ended up being going into the medical field, so mm. you know, and it's, you know, people always think we're we're not so intelligent people, right? <laughs> and they got some dudes that come out to be mad geniuses, you know. Everything's coming out of the, your, your yeah. state. Yeah. So yeah, like Graveyard Rodeo, and look that. The old acid bath. The, the, the original acid bath. Yeah, there was an acid bath before. Same? Yeah. Same area? Yes. Well, no. it, was, it was New Orleans and then. It was uh, Kevin Thomas. Kyle Thomas from Exhorter's brother was acid, was, uh, the, uh, the first acid bath. But we got permission from them to take the name. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that show. That's, I actually went to that one as a Halloween. I was in that show too. <laughs> you see the third annual splat, splatter show. <laughs> That's sick. So you, great VFW Hall on Franklin Avenue. They they ended up tearing yeah. it down and they built like some building there. Of but they, all the shows were at that VFW Hall. Like everybody, Henry Rollins played there. Circle mm. Jerks, DRI, COC, everybody like back in the day played there pretty much. So everyone from Racine or anyone that was national came that this is like the place that you yeah, got to play. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy fucking flyer. And it was there. funny because it was like these two <laughs> old like vet guys because it was a VFW that worked like the little bar and it'd be like a dollar beers or whatever, you know, and they just sell them to anybody. Yeah, not a dollar. It like, could be 13 years old and they'd sell Because <laughs> the shows were all ages and they just sit there and they'd sell, you know. And then that one like Tipitina's that was a play. It still exists, actually, Chipotina's. Does it? Yeah, but uh, there was a lot of shows that went on there. It was a, definitely a bigger venue, too. Okay. Was it always in that same location? Yes. Yeah. That was that was always the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, the craziest show I ever saw at Chipotina's was this band. I'm pretty sure they were based out of California called Crash Worship. Dude. And it was a tribal <laughs> thing. I it's basically kind of like where... Sepultura and Neurosis got like their tribal elements from so this band Crash Worship did all this stuff in these tribal thing and their shows were like it was like a religious experience and they'd have like like it, I, I like Babylon or something they'd be passing like, around like jugs of wine and they had like these like thrown things that people would carry yeah, yeah. Whoa. And they would, but I they would do the craziest the street, stuff yeah, and they played Tipitina's and 
when I saw him at Tipitina's, the show ended, but they weren't done. The, the, the venue was like, and they went out on the street in the median, and they stayed out there till six or seven in the morning, still playing out in the median. Is there a video of this somewhere? You think? I it's possible, but I, I saw him yeah. a bunch of times, and it was always an amazing show. Amazing. I saw him at Tipitina's. I was sitting, me and my ex-wife were sitting there eating, like outside outside table. Here comes a parade of all these people with drums and costumes and fire, and we're like. Uh, I'm gonna follow that and see where it's going. Ended up at Tipitina seeing yeah. that fucking show. It was incredible. What is going on here? <laughs> what is? Oh. Okay, it's a bunch of people on acid tripping out doing some weird <laughs> shit. Pretty much. Okay, that's a bunch of people on acid tripping. Ninety-seven. Oh, wow, dude. Okay. Yeah, and they had all these weird like instruments too, because they had made tribal drums, but they made like these weird like instruments as well, like band. stringed instruments out of like. Do I see trumpets? Like, yeah, they had all, they had all kinds of stuff, and they did because it was it was also kind of really like um, industrial a little bit in a yeah, way. Very much. But then it had like way more of like a tribal element to it, and like mm. I said, they would pass around wine. What was that place? The Angel. Yes, they played there one time yeah. too, and it was like. They had a thing with like eight people carrying this thing with a girl nude with like covered with grapes and stuff. Like it was, it's like modern day Babylon in a sense. Yeah. And they pass around like jugs of wine and people are drinking and the band's going off and there's like fire and all this crazy shit. When they did the thing at Tipitina's too, they pulled that thing. It looked like a Trojan horse out the mm -hmm. back of an, a rider truck. And they were, they pulled it out and people were climbing it and everything. It was, it was really, it was really fucking cool. It was. I'm, I'm glad I got to witness a lot of those shows when I was young. So and these are the type of shows that you're going to when you're young. Yeah, that's a crazy way to grow up and see and see music. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, so, I don't think you realize. Like even I don't know what that's like to grow up in that kind of crazy scene. No, but you you know what's unique is so okay. I grew up in that and that like. When you watch things nowadays, you know, and like when you meet kids and they're just like, wow, you know, and they want to hear all the stories, mm -hmm. but they won't ever duplicate that. But they are at the point where they're creating their story right now. Sure. You know, we had yeah. our moments where we did our stories and we're still building our stories. Yeah. But those will never be duplicated whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We were involved in them, all of us, you know, whatever shows we went to, things like that. And we have stories and the younger generation shows up and they're like oh, they want to hear about these stories but then they are creating theirs like right now it's true so, and they're, and they're different true. and they're varying but you can kind of see like back then you didn't have a lot of you know with the cell phones and all that so you have some of these old videos luckily that somebody did with a camcorder or something like that and because I'm sure, I'm sure some people. If I would have told some people about Crash Words, they'd be like, "This dude's making this shit up," <laughs> you know. And that's why we've got videos playing right now. If you're if you're watching, so so that this shit is real. It's true. So how okay one? How old were you? And this is late eighties. Yeah. So I'm, what? I'm fifty right now. So you're fifty right now. What? I'll be here. You're what? You're like what? Seventeen? Eighteen? A little bit older than that. Somewhere up in there. You know, my mask off right now, so sick. <laughs> that's a that that's a crazy way to come up in like a music scene. Well, they, so the shows at the VFW Hall, it <clears throat> there was a real kind of like bad area of town too, mm -hmm. where the vent where the VFW Hall was. And when I was growing up, I was lucky enough that my dad my dad worked for the railroad company 
Mm. And uh, his work wasn't far from there. And uh, he knew the area, and I would, you know, he would drop me off, and there was a payphone near the van. He's like, when the show's over, you call me. But mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends. I mean, I lived in the suburbs, too, at that point. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of friends, and their parents were like, no, you're not going down there. So I got to go to a lot of shows, and my dad was so willing to be like, I'm going to drop you off, and then when the show's over, call me from this payphone, and I'll come pick you up. Mm. You know, whereas some parents were just like, no, you're not going to that area. There's no way we're letting you go out to these shows. Mm. So I, I'd say I was pretty fortunate with that whole aspect as well. Was there any like like a safe space, or what? What was the? Yeah, like once you got in it and everything, or outside and you're hanging out, it was definitely it's, like yeah. But the whole like area town around it was really it's, it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of weird how some venues like work out that way, where like you're in like a bad area, but if you're at least in the outskirts of that one building, that small building, it's, it's like you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. I've always wondered why that's like a thing. It's like self policing or something. I don't know. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know it was there because I don't. I don't really remember security. It was like the two old guys that you know they were vets and they had the, they mm. were you know working at the VFW hall and there was somebody like working the door. But I just think it was just this thing, and I, I don't think people really bothered with it because all the people like I guess looked like freaks in a sense. <laughs> sure. You know, especially for that time period, and people were like yeah. in the area might be like, oh, we'll just keep they can keep to themselves we mm. won't you know get involved interesting real uh curious sammy did did you ask for the band name so you asked for it no we were th- we we didn't realize it until after the fact oh and then we ran into the guys and we we're like yeah and they were like it's cool don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> what what are, what are the chances of same town same and the same band name, same time. Who knew? I don't know. It was actually fought uh, for it, right? You, you fought, you fought for it, huh? You guys, you guys fight it out? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want all the happen. details. Let's go. <laughs> Who bit? Whose ear off? What dude, happened? Dude, if someone took my band name, I'll be fucking pissed. <laughs> but uh, you know, they weren't really. They were more like a joke band. The original one. Oh, okay. They weren't like they wouldn't play. Sense. They wouldn't play a whole lot. They had like a bunch oh. of funny songs and stuff about some wrong shit that I should, probably shouldn't talk about. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was just like they were like, okay, don't. It's not a big deal. Go with it. What What are the chances of that? It, it's crazy. I, th- I honestly, this is this is what I think. I've never got a one hundred percent answer behind this, but. The, actually, the drummer for Acid Bath is the one that presented the name because we were originally called Golgotha. Mm-hmm. And we were changing, we wanted to change the name and whatever, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he presented the name Acid Bath. And we were all like, that's actually cool. So I think at one point in time, he might have saw the other acid bath and said, well, they're not really doing anything, so I'm just going to jack this name. It was funny because when I first saw actually the flyer with it, like, because I remember acid bath, like the old one from when I was growing up, and then like, it kind of like went on hiatus or it just disappeared for a while. And then I saw it again, I was like, oh, damn, they must have got back together. (laughs) Wow. So, they're back. They're back together. Sick. <laughs> that was different. Bound the fuck. I'm pretty sure the drummer saw the name somewhere around and was just like, "I'm just gonna take this real quick." <laughs> that, that might be something he's taking to his grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got it. Possible. 
Yeah, he won't admit it. Yeah. His, yeah. his uh, explanation was, uh, well, we took a lot of acid back then when we were in that band. So that was definitely an, an influence on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I think he wanted to kind of have that seep in some kind of way, you know, with the band. Mm-hmm. So since you touched on it, uh, so you've done acid. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. How does that? Okay. So so you're, you're talking to someone that's never done acid. And never really? Done acid, um, never done heroin. So, that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> good. Do it, don't do heroin. It's okay. a terrible drug. Okay. What does that do for you? Like as far as like 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 you're playing. Like what? Like does that like when is, you're on acid? Uh, so are you doing it? And then like okay, the next day, okay, I'm gonna just riff. Like what's that? How does that affect affect your playing and writing? Well, you're definitely going to a different mental mindset. That's for sure. I mean, because huh. I've played on acid before. Oh my goodness. And. I've had great experiences and I've had terrible experiences. <laughs> like uh, there's a couple of times when I just I like walking on stage and it was like hitting me and it felt like the guitar strings were just like stretching off of the neck like a kind of like a piece of yarn like a like an elastic like you could just pull it off and I was like what the hell is happening and like the stage lights felt like they were going through my body. <laughs> Back then, stage lights did. Man. Those lights yeah. were so. They were real light. They were yeah. actual hot. Those cans are so expensive. So hot. Yeah. Damn, this lights going to my fucking body right now. <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, it's what uh, weird shit happens. I, I don't uh, recommend playing on acid. In front of people. Okay, we're not. We're definitely not going to advocate it. I would like to. You I'll know, try it. But, okay. I mean, <laughs> advocate it one hundred percent. Just not on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would, I would suggest sitting. Like, if you're in a good mood and you feel like writing some stuff, take some acid and see what happens. Okay. Don't try to do that in front of people when you're trying to do something responsible. Because, like, I, yeah, because like uh, I'm, I'm sure you're in a different. You're in a crazy like other state of being and you have other humans look at you that, that, that sounds fucking weird like I, I I can't even smoke weed and play because I, I could just like I probably freak out when like this, all these humans are like they're like here and they're in the same room and they, they paid money and they're like looking at us it's weird <laughs> you know yeah, but like when I would take acid while I was playing it was almost like I could only see half of the people like the, the, from the from like the chest down like, I couldn't really focus on anybody's faces. It was always just like a That's big good. black cloud over everybody's heads. It was weird. Wow. So, I mean, are you just trying to, like, compose yourself? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this riff, dude. And, you know, <laughs> even though this is like a fucking shoestring. <laughs> yeah, you know? shit's falling off the neck. I don't know what's happening right now. But, yeah, I'm going to try and not <laughs> freak myself out, you know. What did you think happened after? Like, I, I killed it. <laughs> I, 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 don't even think, I don't even think I realized I played after. I just kind of kept going. Wow, that's a interesting way. To, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I just got you off. I think I just got off the stage, packed up all my stuff, and just kept going with the trip. You just kept going. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you, you, you didn't even process it. Yeah, you're wrapping a cable, and it just takes you like an hour. That's <laughs> definitely happened. Turns into a snake. Turns into, yeah. 
This is like a cable of life, dude. <laughs> Probably some weird shit like that happened. Yeah. What year? Uh, what year is this, Jay? Is the is is there a date on this? What year? I think that's maybe ninety five. Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah, it was close. I mean, what? Because I mean, just your state alone. It's just like a like the bands and the music coming up. But you have like you know you guys. You have Slim the Green. Like what? And just has like the this, this sound to it. It's like uh, I, I was uh, I, I had to stop when I was driving up here. It's like anyone that any band that came from there just hit chords differently. Just there's a something there's something to the voice that sound nothing like any other band, but the even in their voice, there's just something to it. It's just different, you know. It's like it, what what was that? Acid. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody taking drugs. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm sorry. That's, that's that is, I'm not being professional right now. I, I don't is know. It, we, we, I think it's just the attitude of the people down there. It's different than anywhere else. Like if you go to Louisiana, just in general, there's the people's demeanor there. Yeah, it's way different than anywhere else on the planet. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of its own thing, and I think that kind of yeah. seeped in. Like just you know the personality of yourself kind of seeping into the music you know what i'm saying and just mm. doing its thing and not really worrying you know when we down there we don't really worry about what's going on with the rest of the world you know it's just, mm. we just kind of do our thing you know and that's it you know yeah what was your upbringing like what i mean what's it like growing up there well uh i grew up like in the swamps straight so, up uh, yeah straight up like caucasian country big time so mm. my my growing up was uh, pretty boring, you know. It's just mm. a, a lot of uh, very religious area, you know what I'm saying? Like this, really, this is the the normal thing. There is everybody goes to church on Sunday, and it's very it's boring little town, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. growing up, I was pretty pretty bored, you know. That's bored. Yeah, you know. So you're so you're surrounded by like the like the church kind of going maybe circle but yet yeah it's okay like what do i do i don't I, I, it's like what you just sit sit at home you sit, know sit at home and watch tv and you know luckily i had some friends that got into some weird stuff that turned Perfect. me on to this like just you know more heavier music you know i had an uncle that uh he was like known for the area where we lived in called Galliano, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was known for being like a, a freak, basically. Like he was the only guy out there that would like, he was known for smoking weed and stuff like that, you know. It wasn't really popular down there. Mm -hmm. But he was the one that turned me on to a lot of the stuff that I got into. Like the first time I ever heard Black Sabbath was with him. Mm. And uh, he had a guitar and that kind of led to where I am now, you know. Mm. So you heard Black Sabbath, you heard, you know, Judas Priest, KK Downing, and like, oh, this that's, is like... That's where it all started. This yeah. is it. Because it all kind of snowballed from my uncle having a guitar and listening to Black Sabbath while he smoked weed. And then I'm like, well, there's got to be something else out there. So I just met up with some friends that just was like, well, check out ACDC, that's cool too. Mm. Or check out, you know, Judas Priest. And that just kind of snowballed into me searching out heavier music, you know? Mm. And how, how old were you then? When I actually started learning how to play guitar, yeah. Yeah, I was maybe around 13 or 14. Good age. Somewhere around there. Hmm. But I started messing around with a guitar when I was maybe like 10, 
but I wasn't actually learning how to play properly, you know what I'm saying? Still can't, huh? Yeah. Still can't. I'm still looking for somebody. I'm still looking for somebody to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so is, is this it? Like, like Martin? What? What's no, the population that, here? No, Galliano. That's Lafayette. Oh, that's, yeah, that's you gotta well, go. Lafayette. You have to go more east and south. So and then, then when when does the acid come into play? Huh? So when when did the acid come in? The acid? acid? Oh, that was after you know you started meeting your friends and stuff. And there you go. There you go. But uh, the acid, you know, I I didn't take acid until later on in my life. Good. I wasn't really like. Oh, you're oh you're in there, dude. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. You are in Louisiana. That's it right there. Oh wow. The middle of fucking nowhere. I wonder what the population is. <sighs> Probably, I would say maybe it's not. It's not that uh, populated. Yeah, it's so that's big, dude. Yeah. Seven thousand fifteen as of twenty twenty. After twenty twenty, dude, the back then's even less. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, everyone knows each other. We're yeah. All, we're, all, we're all going to church, and you find these like this group of misfit friends. They have a. Well, a black Sabbath tape. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually on vinyl, vinyl. yes. On oh, vinyl? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I remember my uncle had it sitting out in his room as the first album with the witch on it in front of the house, that real yeah. creepy-looking picture. Yeah. And I remember yeah. being like, I don't know if I want to listen to this. This looks weird. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and that's how it all started. And it went. It yeah. went. So I started, started playing music. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, like, it's, a, it's of such a... It's insane to see how far Goat Horror has come. Played together for so many years and still touring full time and doing it. You know, you guys, you guys should be very, very proud. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the only thing really I know. Unique. Yeah, I don't know how to do anything else. This is the only thing I know how to do. Mm -hmm. So let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. See, I mean, so you've seen like like the crazy swings of a uh, way where you grew up and seen like this scene blow up of like you know like, like the like the I hate gods and and the downs and. Um, and you go on tour full time. You've probably seen like the ups and downs of like of uh, of the whole genre as like a whole, as opposed to like just oh, like yeah. this this sound, just this genre. You've probably seen this, the, and still, and it's it's so weird that that uh, that we do that. It's like we just if it's slow, we we keep doing it. If it's high, keep doing it. You know, it's like ebbs and flows. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And no, it's not. It's not going away. So it's like no. you know how I remember when people used to say like, "Rock's dead" and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. None of it ever died. It just goes. It pretty much goes back to the underground, restructures yeah. itself, and comes back out in like a different, more extreme version. And mm -hmm. that whole step keeps getting further and further along. You know, like like even if you look at like the point of like Pantera and then like Slipknot, like the extremity <coughs> point mm -hmm. of like metal and how like being popular and how far it's it's gone yeah it's and you know and it's the peaks and valleys and it's and but valleys. it doesn't it doesn't die i don't think it just goes no. somewhere else and then the people that sit more in, on like a mainstream kind of level just lose wind of it because they don't keep track of it but it's mm -hmm. always been there and it's always doing stuff it's just not always at the top yeah it's weird when you hear something when, when, when you're young and it just kind of gets ingrained into your brain. Like, let's say, like, a, a perfect example is, like, the Rock is Dead thing. I remember hearing that as, like, a teen. But for some reason, it kind of, it goes in deep in, in the back of your brain. 
and you just think like this whole thing's gonna go away at some point. It's so yeah. weird how that something used to stay with you. Well, it's it, it, what's funny is they used to do that, and they used to say like where they are now and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. in arts, and just like you see people that are still doing things, you know, and, and people are like. Wow, I can't believe they're still doing it. It's like they had a lucrative career. People enjoy what they're doing. You yeah. know, they're not going to go away. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, if you get like the look, say, like, wait, are you you're still you're still doing that? It's, it's, yeah. so, it's, it's still going on tour. I'm like, it's like I don't say, oh, you still working at Home Depot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I don't I don't do that. It's like yeah, if you enjoy something, then yeah. you stick with it. Yeah, if yeah, you like doing, it. doing the Home Depot thing, then you stick with it. And if you're doing yeah. good and awesome, you know, no matter but, what no matter what just, yeah you just stick with something you really like and you go with it and still putting out badass tunes great records everything's just consistent you know it seems like you guys just never just lost it if it makes any sense lost it both as uh musically and more importantly morale because morale, yeah. morale could easily go away it is know? but you know what else helps too like when zach got into the band you know he was younger and sometimes that that younger thing it like revives like blood it's like a, a resurgence and you're like oh yeah you know or, or you come across somebody that's younger, another younger band that's from your scene Love and that. it, it kind of like rekindles things it does because you're it's like weird. holy shit these kids are doing this and i remember this and how this felt and it kind of rekindles everything again yeah it, it's kind of crazy how that works on and it's just like, for some reason this makes you kind of fired up to write more more shit i think i think it's important to hang out with younger bands or, yeah, yeah, or, or, young, or young, younger people are handsome, like you know Zach here. So it's very established, like the like the look too, you know. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not only that, the younger person is also interested in like your stories and what you were listening to, Ooh, you know. Is. And so yeah. it's kind of like a, a mutual thing, and it kind of feeds off of each other. So yeah, Zach, you, you ever ask him any questions? Yeah, all the time, man. That's probably. Uh, all the questions are probably answered by this point. But, you yeah, know? Okay, yeah. 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 But I, I remember first joining the band and just kind of, you know, it must have been annoying, you know, having a 17-year-old. 17? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. just, just totally green and just kind of learning the learning the, the, the game and, uh, and also just being a huge fan of, you know, their past bands and then the band mm-hmm. I was, like, actually joining and... Yeah, it was kind of a trip looking back, you know, and it's, um, it's funny to think about now. Okay, so you see him, you, and he's 17. If, if, if It's like, oh, no, he's not ready. No, he's too immature. No, he'll probably, no, he's too green. Just leap, that's like a leap of faith. I don't think, the thing is, I don't think we were looking, like, when you, when you have people come in to try out, you're not necessarily looking at their age or their green. You're looking at their ability as a musician. Yeah, of course, exactly. of course. You know, that was our like, main focus. You're like, yeah. wow, this person does a really great job. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he probably came in there at eight years old and been like, I mean, like, all right, I guess your parents have to come out with us now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, uh, you know, so it's, I think it's, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you played in bands and you, it was like the abilities of people of course you know that were like the main thing like totally that's true yeah we had a we had a dad that uh lied about his son's age and he was like he was young young but he but he but he tried out and was like he lied about his age his dad and but his playing ability was just like wow and he yeah it was a great a phenomenal it was a drummer too yeah drummers tend to be younger how old was he <laughs> see we were 16, 17, he was like 13, maybe even younger. Wow. And I, they, they said, yeah, his, and his dad said, yeah, he's like 17. 
like, okay, cool. But his, but his, but it's funny how like the your ability would definitely speak louder than anything. Yeah, really. Totally. You know, and sometimes we'll deal with a personality we don't want to deal with. Is uh, if if he's that sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which tends to be the drummer. So so ha- having a cool you know a, a cool drummer come in, it's 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 really it really lights a fire under your ass. It feels good, you know. Did you so what? Did you go straight into full time touring? What was like, what? What happened? So uh, when they told me, uh, yeah, you got the gig, basically, um, I'm like, well, I have to graduate high school first. So (laughs) (laughs) I got that out out of the way. And then a week after I graduated, I drove my truck. My mom helped me drive all my gear uh, Mm -hmm. down to New Orleans and uh, dropped me off at at Ben's house. And I was like, all right, here I am. And then we started rehearsing and then the first tour uh we did was with uh was black dolly murder uh for their first record us cattle decapitation watch them die went and did that and that was straight into D- dsi goat whore cattle again I yeah think. yeah and then into cannibal corpse napalm dust it was just like you're thrown to the wolves you know and i, I was loving it i'm like you know, it's just the straight from high school being able Dang, to. Dang, dude, that's crazy! Thrown into one of your favorite bands. It was it was a trip, man. It was cool. You straight went. You went into some crazy tours. Yeah, yeah. You guys must have really believed in them. You know, that's kind of like a. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> like, okay, well, let's just throw them into two fucking. Because you don't know how people react. Because because once you leave the house, things change. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I mean, I, it, it still surprises me just like the the amount of learning that was crammed into that short period of time and adjustment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, just whether what take even take away the touring aspect, just you're in a foreign town for the first time. You know, kind of living on your own with people much older than you that you respect but you don't really mm-hmm. know yet, and then you're learning how to you know, tour and be professional in that aspect too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. The amount of, um, learning. And then like, then, you know, you didn't have <clears throat> as much like now, you know, with like YouTube and all these different things you have, you mm-hmm. can see people, you know, they have all these channels and things and yeah. you can see how people are as musician wise. This is just like, then it's just like you bring people in and we're like, okay, we, you tell a bunch of people learn these songs. Mm-hmm. And then they come in and you jam, and it's like if they play it, they play it. If not, mm-hmm. you know. And then you see how they play it or whatever. You know, so we had a we had a few people to like come try out. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah. like you're like it was. Yeah, interest so. interesting to put it the the lightly. So on their website yeah. they had huh. si- like a list of six songs to learn for the audition, but mm. I had seen them a lot in Phoenix. My like local band had opened up for Goat Horror, and I had a set list from one of their past shows. So I learned the six songs, so we went through those, and they're like, well, you want to play anything else? I'm like, let's do this, let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I learned the whole set list, basically. So, hmm. so you, you guys pretty much know. Yeah. We learned a lot of songs and more, so we were just like, let's just, he's, he's great. Let's just roll with him. Yeah. How, how, are, the, uh, how are the interesting ones? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrible. Sick. There was some there was some guys that came in from Oklahoma City, and I don't even think this dude knew how to play drums. Period. 
Mm. Like, it was just... You remember that dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he physically could not play drums. Like, I guess he was like, I'm going to come try out for Godor. You ever played drums before? No. What? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> you, you remember that dude, don't you? Yeah, yeah. How can you forget? Like, like now, now it's so much more, you know, like like you could say, oh, we'll send a video of you playing something, you know? It's like none of that. It was none of that. No, it was just, just people like... People were coming Hulk, in, and you were just like, Hulk all right, Hulk. we'll just have to jam with people and see how things go, yeah. you know? So it was a thing, like a feeling base. Yeah. Dude plays the stuff, and you're like, this feels great. Of course. You know, it, it feels, feels like we're not, like, even missing a beat with anything. It was or, cool. like, this dude has yeah. not touched yeah. a drum in yeah. his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sick tryout. No, I just, I just figured I'd just show up and try. Yeah. You know, say, I just wanted to know, come like, hang out with you guys, you know? Fuck, <laughs> oh, dude. That's insane. <laughs> You know what? In, in a weird way, that is that does take a lot of balls. You know what? I'm just gonna go audition for this band. I, I haven't played drums in my life. I'm just gonna walk <laughs> in at least, at least with the drum set. Is this, <laughs> dude? It was yeah. It was that was an interesting time. Let's just put yeah. it that way. What were you guys thinking? I was like, I'm gonna kill this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was God. pissed, man. It was like, why is he wasting my time like this? You know. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. There it is. Well, how did uh, how did how did you jam with Zach? Do you I mean did you fly out or drive over? What? what well, what uh, it was the spring break of my senior year, so mm. I flew like to visit my grandparents in Arkansas, and my grandfather drove me down to New Orleans. Did the audition. I was like, all right, cool. See see what happens, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of went back home, finished out, you know, schooling, and. Uh, you guys had a peel box? Sick. Sammy sent me a message. Yeah, like, so he, he got the gig. Uh, when can you move down here? I was like, well, I have to graduate school and did all that. And yeah. Holy moly. It was, it was cool to, you know, because I guess now, like Ben said, uh, you know, the process of auditioning, these, you know, nowadays, you just send a video or whatever, but it was cool to be able to be in a room and jam together, you know, and kind of. At least meet each other beforehand, and you know, instead of just going in cold, like, "Oh, your video is great," and and then you find out this dude's a total fucking whack job, or something. <laughs> which is a high possibility. You never know. It's really high. So the fact that you're like a sane person, is yeah, 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 relatively. I, you know, you know, you know <laughs> if, if you're if you're a decent hang, so you're you're like ahead of the ahead of the rest. You know, yeah, yeah. it's tough. So this this is what you actually saw, though. This is what you saw. Yeah, yeah, it was on wow. your own old website. That's sick. Yeah, looking for a new drummer, two thousand five. Holy crap! All right, I have a, I have to ask, because this is this is I have questions sometimes that people are afraid to ask. This is one when when it's me. How do you say New Orleans? Is it New Orleans or New Orleans? It depends where you're from. Really? Yeah. But I don't suggest you say Nolans in, in New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> don't say that. You're going to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that's like a surefire. You are not from here. Yes, you're not from here. You're a tourist, and I'm going to rob you. Okay, so it's okay to say it outside, but if you're in Louisiana. In, in Louisiana, don't say Nolans. Yeah, it's not, okay. Say it New Orleans or New Orleans. Okay. Don't Got make it. the new the whole 
one word, uh, how can I put it? You gotta really pronounce it. Yeah, because that's a sure uh, sure sign of a tourist, and you don't want to make that very known when you're in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so they're both welcomed. Yes. Okay. I was like, which one is it? I mean, I've asked people, and like, I get like two answers. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm stuck at square one. So yeah. it's it's both. It's just it depends what uh what area. Yeah. You know, what are they in Mardi Gras? Is that... I fucking hate Mardi Gras. I knew. I'm, I've always wanted to ask someone that's from there. Dude, it's such a pain in the ass, dude. It's so, I mean, I could see it being a good time for people that's never been there. They want to mm-hmm. go there and just get completely shithoused. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. But for well, the people you, that... When but, you're younger. When you're younger, yes. Yeah. The older you get, and like when you live there, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, you try to figure out like how to get out of there yeah, before it happens block, when you get older. Yeah, you're they, like, I need out of here before oh, this goes down. Yeah, huh. they block off like it's just pain in the ass. And like every time around Mardi Gras, we have to, a tour coming up. So we have to rehearse around Mardi Gras and get no. the fucking practice is a pain in the fucking ass. Because it's like two, two to three weeks leading up to Mardi Gras day. There's like parades and all these things. Oh. So, and they do a lot of like street closures and everything and it's going on not just in the city but like in the suburbs and other areas it's, too. it's, it's, a, it's like a whole thing yeah yeah oh my goodness and like where i was living uh for a period of time was like literally a block off of the parade route oh no so yeah. and like my house was just swamped with people all like during that whole period of time and just people pissing and shitting and just fucking vomiting everywhere. And like all on acid, you know. All, all on acid, <laughs> you know. Screaming at, at all hours of the night, you know, just it sucks. Hmm. I'm not a big fan. I'm glad I got the hell out of there. That sucks. So when was the last time you actually, guys actually went there? But if you've never been. If you've never been, I see it being a good time. Yeah. But I'm just over it. it, it, I'm just fucking over it. Because after a while, like when you're a kid, you don't have to worry about it. But you get older and you're like, okay, I got to get down there. If I drive down there, I got to find somewhere to park. You know, then I have to, then I'm going to get totally blown out, fucking drinking. And then how am I going to get back to where I need to get, you know, so. Without, Without getting robbed. Yeah. Pop- oh yeah. Because I don't want to say New Orleans wrong, yeah. you know, or yeah. or get arrested for being drunk in the wrong spot at the wrong time. You Pissing know, in the wrong the- place. Pissing yeah. in the wrong place is a big one. It's it's so tough because but because when you're when you're hammered and you're walking around like you're like okay let me just go in the corner and piss. But man, it's a it's a big deal. It's if, a real if, struggle. If, if, that if many people. There's not a lot of bat. You know, and yeah, yeah. There's pissing is a it's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> you piss on somebody. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? Uh, I've always was curious on the connection between uh, New Orleans and Texas. What What is that connection? What do you mean? Like you mean Louisiana and Texas? Yeah, or? it's always no. It's like a. What well, uh, we share a border? Yeah. Know, like, like, what? Like what is it? Like a state line? <laughs> it just feels like a. Like the whole Pantera sounds kind of really closely re- related. Obviously, it feels from from there. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like there's, like, but there's just more to it, though. It's like a like just a, the sound kind of feels like it's coming from Louisiana, but it's from Texas. It's in Texas. I'm like, what? I always wonder, like, one ask someone that's was from there, like, what is there a connection, or is that just a coincidence? I mean, there might be. Well, when I was growing up, there was a lot of tours too that didn't come to New Orleans because New Orleans isn't like a main city as far as the touring. Yeah, it's not. So 
Houston was like the big spot for shows. It's mm-hmm. like a five-hour drive from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And so I would pack up with some friends, and we'd drive out to Houston to go to shows. You know, we went and saw, like, Morbid Angel during, like, Altars of Madness. We went and saw mm-hmm. Entombed. We saw a bunch of shows in Houston, but they were not coming to New Orleans. You mm-hmm. know, so we're like, we'll drive to Houston and go see them. And so that was a big thing, too, is driving to Houston to go see shows. Sometimes Dallas, depending. Dallas is like eight hours, but mm-hmm. if they wouldn't be in Houston, it'd be in Dallas, and we'd head to Dallas and go to shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, too, like if you look at it as far as a band goes, like, like say when you started with Suicide Silence, okay? Mm-hmm. And you were doing shows, and you'd do like the weekend thing, right? Yeah. And you'd pick something within an eight-hour radius yes. so you could go drive, hit another one, then be able to get back for the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was like the radius was there. You know, you had Houston, five hours. You had San Antonio, eight hours. You had Austin, like, eight hours. You had Dallas, eight hours. Mm. You know, so you could create this little, like, area of bands. So bands probably, you know, associated with swapping shows with all those areas. Oh, wow. That's that's a great way to build, like, the fucking community. And so, like, here, like, here you would be like, okay... We have Los Angeles, but when we have like Santa Ana, we have like Orange County, or we have San Diego. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go up to Ventura, possibly do San Francisco, and on the way back down, hit somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? So it's the same idea, except y'all had like in the state, it was easier. Maybe even go out to Phoenix, because Phoenix would be like six hours, seven hours, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's true. So, right? so mm-hmm. if you, you, you have yeah, that true. whole thing, you're like, you create things and then you're trading shows with bands and so you're going to Houston and then you come back to New Orleans and play but the mm. band from Houston comes and plays New Orleans. That's what like, you know, Exhorter did that sense. a bunch with bands like from Florida and Texas, you know, like with Dead Horse from Texas. Uh, Exhorter did that with Atheists from Florida mm-hmm. and then they bring Atheists in to play with them, you know, in the early days. They bring Dead Horse in to play, mm-hmm. you know, and then they trade shows. So mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of things because of that whole like radius of so many places within that little area within eight to ten hours that you could do like weekend jaunts and stuff like that and trade mm-hmm. shows. Okay. Yeah, Exorda used to bring in a bunch of bands from Texas to play. Yeah, with yeah, them. they bring yeah. like Gamicide, Dead Horse. They had tons of yeah. bands from Texas that they bring Rig- in. I think Rigor Mortis come down one time with yes. them, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that's a connection that you're thinking of, like between. Uh, New Orleans and Texas is just yeah just like back then they would just trade shows with bands from out of town you know like trading shows okay yeah because yeah. I I just hear and feel like some like similarities you know I was like you know, I was like oh, what is it so it kind of explains it you're trading shows both sounds are playing each other's areas yeah and uh, Houston had a it had like so Houston's went through phases as well, but Houston, when I was growing up, had a huge metal scene. Really? Yeah, it was huge. That's why, like, a lot of those tours would go through there, you know? So, I mean, Houston's got a huge scene now, you know? It's kind of came back big time. But, mm. you know, Houston was a, a big thing as far as that, and so bands would trade shows. Exora would go trade shows. So I think that that relationship you're talking about is because slightly of that, of, like, trading shows with mm. bands. And I'm sure if you went and looked at, like, bands like... Pacific Northwest, like Seattle, Portland, bands going back and forth, mm. trading shows, and they kind of, because you start to get like a subconscious influence of it's another all, band. It, where it's you're all not, subconscious. Yeah, yeah, where you're not really directly influenced, but because of being around it, you're sort of influenced. Totally. Can't, you can't help it. We're, we're, we're human. We're just, just these sponges, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's another thinking. thing, like, like the whole New Orleans, like Louisiana thing, because yeah. it's so rooted in like a lot of like, blues and jazz and things like that i think mm-hmm. just being around it you have some of that 
like influence or that subconscious influence from it being around it so much it's kind of funny how new orleans is kind of known for like the jazz and how like the you guys in the metal scene has took it in a in a whole other direction with all all the bands the exhorters the, the, the crowbars downs you name it yeah you know swing sw- greens acid bass it's like it's kind of known for like this really rich jazz area and this whole other thing happened <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did that happen uh being rebellious kids i guess you know i mean i've never really listened to like jazz or anything from louisiana unless i absolutely had to you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to this. Yeah. I have to exactly. They're going to listen to this again. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a bunch of metalheads, I guess. They just got into underground music and it kind of well, exploded. You know, found each other, and it really seemed like from from me being an outsider, it seemed like it really did explode from like the like the eighties on, and it's still going. It just like exploded. You know, all, all kinds of bands came out, and then we'll go out to form like, you know, all kinds of bands and. Bigger bands like a, I was this was so I went down like a you know New Orleans like trip you know I was listening to everybody down, Swing Green, Acid Bath, Go Whore, and then I topped it off just with my own personal. I started listening to a Johnny Pool because uh, were were you ever in a band with CJ Ben? No, he was he played in Flesh Parade for a little while. Yes. Yeah. They were like a grind band from. Yeah. They had like more death metal earlier, and then they formed more into grindcore. Yeah. Was okay. that drummer Todd was like he, he's like amazing, like he's just blast beats really and good. stuff. But yeah, he was in Flesh Parade. Yeah. For a little, yeah. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah, dude. Uh, CJ played bass in Flesh Parade, which is a, a I mean, we call it a grind band, right? Yeah. I mean, when we're, when we're talking grind. Hey, give it a listen. It's grind. It's just serious shit. And he went on to play guitar in a drowning pool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. Yeah. Did you did you guys see see that happen? Did, is, that, I, is, that, is that CJ? <laughs> you know, I seen him like you know play and like drowning pool used to play at Zeppelins all the time. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're gigantic. Because really? there, there was a place we used to play in uh, Metairie. It was a place called Zeppelin's, and like everybody played there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a big place. It held maybe like four hundred people maximum. Yeah, but mm-hmm. more Angel played there. Yeah. Dimmu Bogier played there. It was just, mm-hmm. but like all like where all the yeah. shows pretty much. Yeah, were. like all the all like huh. the crowbar I got. It was like Acid Bath, Solly Green, any all the time used to play there, huh. and Drowning Pool played there a bunch of times, and like nobody was into it. Then oh. all of a sudden. They're like huge, so I I don't know what happened right there, but it's like one of those weird situations where they were in the right place at the right time, I guess. Interesting, because they were friends. CJ was friends with the uh, owner guy. This guy, uh, imagine that, a guy named Guy that owned the club. <laughs> Perfect. So he Perfect. was he was really good friends with CJ, and he was telling me one time he was like. Uh, that Drowning Pool was playing in Florida and he was going to go hang out with him for a couple of days. Okay. And he gets there and they have a bus and he's like, last time I saw them, they had a very small van. And he gets on the bus and there's like gold records and shit on the bus and he's like, what the fuck happened here? And apparently they wow. just like blew up. Like Drowning Pool just got enormous like in a short period of time. Oh, it's, uh, so it's, so it was just really, it was kind of instant. Yeah, but then they would play the club that we're talking about, and there was like no, there'd be like twenty people there. 
20 people? Yeah. yeah. Right place at the right time? Yeah. I, I, it's, oh, my goodness, dude. So there were... Um, where was Dave from? The, the uh, singer... I think the rest of them were from Texas. Texas, okay. There you go, the Texas-Louisiana Texas. relationship, what, 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 man. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> it's right there around the corner, man. Go, let's go straight to Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth, and it's only five hours away, you know? Yeah. I was always curious about that. I mean, how did that, you know, how? Because, uh, yeah, it's just, Louisiana is a more like a this this heavy, heavy scene than like, like where the fuck did Johnny and Poole come from? You know, it's so, like... Or being or being in Flesh Parade, and then it's like, okay, I'm I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna try this band. It's so random. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was always curious. I mean, look at Phil. You know, he was in Razor White in New Orleans, mm -hmm. and then he hooked up with Pantera in Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, mm. did did he just move out there and then join join Pantera? What was the? Yeah, he, I, I'm not. I don't know the full like proper story but he ended up going there and then he was living there for a while doing the pantera thing you know and then that eventually just took off interesting <coughs> i wonder if that probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't like this constant like camaraderie between uh dallas fort worth uh san antonio and then and then when you guys are from versus constant bands coming going back and forth maybe it seemed like it became normal yeah, well, like I said, it's, you know, what what do you do when you're a band? You're just trying to like trade shows and try to get further and further out mm -hmm. as much as you can. So, trade shows with other bands. Trying to trade shows up. and do as much acid as you possibly yeah. can. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Oh my goodness, dude! Razor white. Holy moly! What happened to these haircuts? Are they are they still around? Uh, I'm sure you can buy wigs at like that Halloween yeah. store and stuff like that. <laughs> dude, I just want to. I want to shave my head so fucking fast. Wear a wig. I'm old as <laughs> shit, dude. God, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm envious. Zach, gotta say, God. man, it's, it's it's pretty refreshing. Oh <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> Only thing that uh, that sucks now is being on stage and the sweat just goes right into my eyes. Mm. Before I had a mop to kind of soak it up. You know? Oh, so yeah. maybe so maybe that, that's where so our sweat goes through on our, on our mop. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but now it's essential to have a towel to wipe down the eyes between songs and mm -hmm. you're good. I've always told myself if I if I ever cut my hair, you, my friends should be very concerned what I'm doing. <laughs> I said, oh, well, Garza gave up. <laughs> Garza <laughs> gave up. <laughs> You guys ever think about quitting? I think about quitting all the time. Why? But, but why? Yeah. It's for some, find, do, are you thinking about quitting, or you just get annoyed with an aspect, and then it's yeah. like the first thing yeah. that goes, "Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, it's like, well, why? Why am I doing this? Oh, well, you know, this business comes into play. There's money sometimes. It's like, or this, like, like a, a miscommunication or an argument or a bad contract. You're like, fuck, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I found that like sometimes I just. Like I'll step back away from like talking to management and the label. I just step back like for a week, and they're like, "Uh, we, we need you to answer something." And I'm just like, "Yeah, no, nah, not not right now." Mm -hmm. I was like, "I'm trying to. I just need to get away from this because yeah. this aspect is actually making me not like the scenario, mm -hmm. and I don't need that. So I need to step away from that and focus more of like mm. the band." Mm. 
you know so i'll just step back from stuff sometimes and just be like yeah i just gotta step away you know you need that clarity Mm -hmm. so you have to consciously like stop what we're doing and step back yeah yeah and just be like you know i just cut it sometimes i just cut it off and people are just like you haven't responded i'm like yeah just give me like five days or something like that nice. <laughs> it's like Sam is over here on Aspen we need your help I mean <laughs> you can't take all the fun out of it man yeah you still gotta have an enjoyable yeah, aspect that's why it. we're doing yeah. this because it's fucking fun and it's awesome and once you get involved in that whole business end of the whole thing you know if you're not careful it'll take the fun out of it you know what I mean? Mm. So you got to always remember that, like he said, sometimes you just got to be like, Yo, could I'll fuck off for a little while because I'm you taking the fun out of my situation. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, I understand it's a machine and it's got a lot of aspects that are important, but the machine ain't going to go nowhere if you just grind it into the fucking ground, you know? So dudes have to step away and do things. Mm-hmm. Sure, you like, you probably get home from tour sometime and you're like, you know what, I just need to go somewhere and get away. And people are like, well, you just came off the road. But it's like, yeah, but it's different when you just go somewhere by yourself. Oh, it's so good. You can't even compare them, dude. Yeah. It's weird. It's just, just just going somewhere with you or, or you and your uh, significant other. It's so different. Yeah, yeah, it's like people think that when you're on tour, it's like a vacation. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you went to Los Angeles and you get to go see this. It's like, no, I saw the inside of a fucking club all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the inside of a van to the inside yeah, of a exactly. club. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, you, you were in New York last week, I saw. You, you didn't go to, uh, in, to the, the Statue of Liberty? It's like, no, I was stuck in the St. Vitus bar. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Hey, uh, AJR, do, do one more thing. Pull up. The video that I sent you, finally, the, the one that I was trying to keep it a, a secret. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh, this is where he drops. <laughs> this is where he, took, this where he takes like acid for the first time. <laughs> oh, Jay, Jay, are you... Uh, it's, it's, it's the link that I sent you. All right, so, Ben. Yep. Oh. This is a request from my band. All right. They... What what do you think and feel when you see this? I think that's like, it's the early stages of me, you know, getting involved in metal. You know, I was in a lot of death metal during that time. You know, I had a bunch of dudes that I was with that I played with that like really loved death metal. And that's what we did. That's sick. Great. You know? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I think it's great. You know, there's, there's some labels that actually recently re, like, mastered it and put it out like some label in like europe and then some wow there's i think a label that's up in the pacific northwest called like head split or something like that and they put out like a tape version of it and stuff like that and i'm like yeah you know people like what what, what do you you know i was like i don't think i never look back at any of the stuff i've done and go oh my god i can't believe i do did that you know it's all i think it's all like a building block to where i am now Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a diff. It's an aspect that shows at that point in time. That's what I was doing. That's where I was into. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, at that I think I was like eighteen, somewhere like that, and uh, Paralysis I was like into like death metal, like extremely, Cannibal Corpse, Obituary, all kinds of like obscure like death metal. I had the blinders mm-hmm. on, like I wouldn't let anything totally. else in. You know, yeah. and then like when I left, like paralysis and i got in solent that's when i opened up even more because solent was so much more like vast with like a lot of different things going on like grindcore like i always thought it was like napalm death meets leonard skinnard 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was like That's this like epic. aspect like grindcore, but then like southern rock, but then mixed with like some other things, you know. Mm-hmm. And salt was around even before like I got into it, you know. So there was a lot of different elements. So it was this thing I just liked. I liked heavy music, and I liked like the way mm-hmm. it came across. So. Mm-hmm. When I was in Paralysis, I did have the blinders on, but then when I got more in Solon, they kind of opened up a lot more. And then also the guys in Solon were older than me, and so a lot of them were into, really? like, oh. yeah. And so they were into, like, a lot of shit, like Pink Floyd and a lot of, like, weird aspects. They all smoked a really lot of weed and stuff like that. Makes sense. So there was a whole different level of, like, influence and in seeing things in a different light. But still, I was still, like, into heavy stuff. It just opened up a little bit more. You know, mm. I mean, I grew up listening to like you know a bunch of different stuff like from you know, uh, as far as metal goes, like with like Judas Priest, Exodus, you know, Venom, Bathory, you know, variations. But then when I was in Paralysis, I was like really blinders on with like death metal. Blinders, boom, this yeah. is it. This is. But uh, I, I, I think the record was great. You know, for you know our ages and what we were doing at the time, we did a lot of shows. We drove like we would do that thing and trade shows with bands. We went, the furthest we went was all the way up to uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. It's up near Green Bay. Wow. And I mean, there was a big scene there because that record came out originally on Grindcore Records. And there was bands like Accidental Suicide, Broken Hope from Chicago Mm. at the time, you know, all those bands. So there was these things in the trade shows. And that's like the furthest we like drove up to was, I had, I had like a a Dodge Dakota truck with like a, a cover on the back and we had a U-Haul trailer. <laughs> That's how we were rolling. Dude. And everybody would pile up in the back of the truck because they had like a little cover thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the old truck cover. Yeah. Dang, dude. <sighs> to think that doing something like that to where your band is now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. No, and I come across people like all over the place. Like we played, uh, we played Mexico City with Sodom once. Nice. With Goat Whore. Mm-hmm. And this dude rolled up. I was standing watching Sodom, and he comes up, and he goes, will you sign this? And he's got a paralysis state, like, in Mexico City. I was like, that's awesome. That's really fucking cool. Damn. Well, because enough, enough, uh, enough time has passed to where people will seek out this stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. People want to hear it, but they want to actually hold it, you know? There's, like, a... Re- I mean, resurgence. I mean, you're talking like, you know, 2016, 17 is a resurgence of like acid bath. You know, it's just, it must be so weird to put out something at the time. Does anyone even care? And then I, I mean, to, yeah. to have years later, like people come back and like, whoa, what the, what the fuck? It's is very that? strange. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange so how that happened. Yeah. It's yeah. like weird. Because like when we were together, not a lot of people cared about that band. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now it's like, you have all these I guess it's like a younger generation that's totally embracing it so it's very strange to see that kind of happen like that you know strange huh yeah weird well I mean think yeah that was, that was a while ago it's time sometimes time just need, needs to pass yeah you know yeah and you have a I mean nowadays too because of like a younger generation and the uh, accessibility to a lot of yeah, things yeah. now I think oh, that has a lot. You know, that has a lot to like do too, with it like, as well. Then I was like tape trading, like uh, the full-on people tape overseas and stuff, and swapping tapes back and forth. And people would like take demos and put them on like one tape, send them to you, and then you would put some demos wow. together, some bands you knew, and then mm-hmm. send it back. So you know, I mean, we didn't have 
you know, like Bandcamp and all those kind of things now. Mm. But that was like the Bandcamp then, and people would trade tapes back and forth. And then when somebody would send you a tape, they'd send you all these like little flyers to like other new little bands that were coming out and stuff. And you'd send like five dollars in the mail to get this demo or whatever you know <laughs> dude i sent so much money through the mail that like i'm surprised i didn't lose like all of it because that's just how it was you just send cash in the mail oh, wherever wow. and get demos and shirts and stuff like that you put yeah, money in the envelope stickers anything extra yeah. you got like i was on on yeah and i was hope for the best <laughs> huge like paradise lost fan for like lost paradise and gothic and uh I was just like, I couldn't find any merch. So I just sent them like $30. Just like I saw the address and I sent $30. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd like to get a shirt. And then I forgot about it. And one day I got this package, fucking stamped from England and everything like that. I opened it up and it was a long sleeve Paradise Lost shirt. And I was just like, holy shit, it worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were just randomly sending cash. I mean, you wouldn't, you weren't, weren't supposed to send cash in the mail, but I would send yeah. cash. Like, And also, like, Nuclear Blast used to have the hugest like mail order thing in, out of Germany to mm. order stuff, and a friend, me and a friend of mine, he was he played guitar in paralysis. We would get together and we'd pick items, and then you'd have to pick items, but then you'd have to have alternate items because some things would run out or whatever. Got it. And so you do it, and we'd get like a, a international money order, send it off. Three months later, you get this package in. You don't know what it would be in it, you know. And you sit around together, open it up, listen to all the records, you know. Oh no, we got this. It sounds like shit. Oh, this is amazing. This is, you know. So you were taking risks, you know. You didn't even do that in the stores, you know. Like when you go to the stores, you'd see the tapes of the records, and you'd kind of look at the picture of the band or the cover. What label it like, was on? Yeah, yeah. what label? And you'd <laughs> be like, "Combat." I'll tell you. I'll, I'll I saved my lunch money from school for this week, and this is Dude. what I'm gonna try to buy, yes. you know. And then. Maybe it was good, maybe it wasn't. I mean, it's like that's like we were talking about like Celtic Frost, like when I first bought Morbid Tales. I remember pulling that out and like looking at the cover going, oh, I've, I've got to have this. I don't know what it is, I don't know what it I sounds like, it. but I have to have this because the way it looked. Yeah, it was the yeah. same thing with, uh, with me with uh, Two Megatherion. Yeah. Where it's an H.R. Geiger cover of him using Jesus of the Crucifix as a slingshot. Yeah. So I saw that cover on a cassette and I was like, oh, yes, this has to be awesome. And I had no idea what it was going to sound like. And I just uh. bought it on, on based on the cover. And I put it in, and I was like, this sounds like the cover. Yeah. I was extremely stoked. And that's when the moment on that became my favorite band of all time. Damn. Yeah, that's great. Like, you, okay, y'all, y'all both, like, younger as far as, like, us old three. <laughs> 37. But what, didn't you do things like that where you just bought stuff on a whim? Like you were oh, just like in a store. You didn't know anything about it. There wasn't no information. Couldn't go listen to it on like internet or anything like that. No. So you were just like, no. I'm taking a risk. Yep. And sometimes the risk worked out sometimes really great. Yes, sometimes you're yeah. like, oh no, I'm stuck with this. Oh yeah. They, they, yeah. Like, had that happen many times. Yep. They're like, why, why did I buy this? It's like the cover is a lot cooler than what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I guess I'm not going to eat food for a week so I can buy, buy yeah. the CD. It's what... What happens, and you'll have some friends in school that would like kind of share some like snacks. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pretty and you and your friend would work together, like you would be like, I'm gonna buy this, and you buy this, and yeah. Then we'll like share it, and we'll it's swap like, hey, it man, back and forth. I've got this cerebral fix cassette, I trained me for some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a good trade, that's a pretty sick trade, dude. You know, yeah, so yeah. And now, now we have 
this crazy technology with cell phones and this you could literally put a band in i'll get shocked sometimes putting a band name on spotify and just pull up yeah you know i like i really like i, I was telling talking to somebody recently about Bandcamp. i really like Bandcamp because Bandcamp reminds me of demo trading but more of like a modern digital way mm, because yeah. there's so many there's big bands on it but there's so many small bands and it when you're searching stuff it definitely brings you down those rabbit holes and you're like wow this is cool this is really cool you know mm. i discovered on uh it, it's not even metal it's a label called cryo chamber and they do put out all these like uh dark ambient soundscape things okay and i discovered them through Bandcamp, and every year they put out um it's a collaboration of all their artists but each one that comes out is based off like an hp lovecraft like mythos type thing okay and it's just dark ambient soundscape stuff like three hours four hours of it but it's i like oh. it it's like kind of like an escape and it gets yeah. away and sometimes i like to use it when i write lyrics because it just like Whoa. clears me out and then i can just sit down and write stuff but uh, yeah i discovered them through band camp and i was like man this label's great and i'll turn people on to them and everything but if you look through they have like different they do like a uh it's like a H.P. Lovecraft kind of based thing, and, and what they do is it's a collaboration of all the artists that they put out. Mm. You know, watch, keep scrolling down, keep scrolling down. It usually has a pretty like that one, right there, the third one, down, right there. So each one, and they, they usually have pretty cool artwork and everything too. For oh wow! Them. And they sick. sell they sell it you know digital. They sell like real CDs and stuff like that. So I see the artwork here. Okay, yeah. I need to give Bandcamp a try. Yeah, it's it's, so... it's great because you can go in and listen to, and then like, at one point it shuts down and says, stop being a cheap ass and purchase something. You know? Yeah, of course, <laughs> but, of course. And But some of them are uh, like pay your own price. You know, like you, you find a band on there and they're like, okay, the record's like five bucks. And you're like, well, this sounds really good. I'm going to give you 10 bucks. You know, so you can, you can pay what you That's want, sick. like more if you want. That's to cool. Them. And then when you buy something through them too, you get like all the variations of like, you can get MP3 or you can get Wave or you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you can get like proper quality audio files or just like MP3 compressed files. So it gives you, the, huh. and it's unlimited once you purchase it. So you can go back and get like a better version quality wise if you just downloaded the MP3 of it. And then like oh. some places also sell like the actual real formats of everything as well. That's a great concept. Yeah. It's cool that they get they give you like all the options. Okay, you get a you get a MP3, we get the wave, you know, whatever quality you want. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. What is the better quality? It's a wave. <sighs> Wave's supposed to be better than an MP3, right? Yeah. It's definitely a larger, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. So I assume more sound. We need the, Eric Rutan here. Eric knows. He would answer that question. Yeah, he would be. Like, he's got like a. He, he, listen he, here, kids. He introduces <laughs> to like a. Uh, it's a site that just all they sell is high quality stuff. Mm. And he made like hate eternal stuff, like really high res oh. that you could purchase and listen to. Because Eric's ears are like insane, you know, like his, yeah. his it's like hearing quality. It's like supersonic bad yeah. ears, dude. I'll be sitting really? there and I go, Did you hear that? And I'm like, I, I, I'm going deaf. I don't hear a fucking thing. I don't yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> I forget what album we were recording with him. And uh, he was like, Guitar's out of tune. And I'm like, There's no way. And I, brought, I thought it was you or Zach. I was like, dude, do you hear this? Is this sound out of tune? He's like, no, it sounds fine. And he goes, listen really fucking, li re listen really hard for this certain sound. 
And once I heard it, I was like, fuck, it's out of tune. <laughs> so he taught me how to hear shit in a different way mm-hmm. that totally fucked everything up for me. Because everything's out of tune now. Everything's out of tune. Everything's out of tune. <laughs> Nothing is ever going to be in tune ever again. That's true. Yeah, it's like once you once you hear something, you can't unhear it. Yeah. yeah it's, and then I start hearing it like on every recording that oh, I listen no. to, like everything. <laughs> and it's just like, Fuck. But I don't hear it on the Hate Eternal stuff for some reason. <laughs> well, shout out to Eric, legend, man. So you guys are out on the uh, I Hate Guards right now. That's they're celebrating thirty years, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, here's, here's the dates. Thirty years, years of uh, uh, take his Yeah. Thirty years of that's the second record. Yes. Well, it started in Austin. Yeah. It's, yep. pretty, it's pretty sick. So that was kind of a uh, somewhat. Hometown show, right? Yeah. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. Sick. <clears throat> it was a really good one. It was hot as fucking balls, but it was a really good show. <laughs> it's kind of a long one. No, no, it's not. What is this? It's like shows. three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like three and a half. I like, shows. I like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I three weeks. This morning I started to go loony. Three weeks yeah. is good. You know what cures you that? What? Take some acid. Watch, just got some mushrooms low-key, low so we'll see, we'll see what happens next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. That's good enough. You know? see, it's your first time for mushrooms? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? So, oh, so, how are you doing? Are you going to go like, are you doing a huge dose? Or are you going to do like a small dose and like slip into it slowly? I'm thinking of doing the slip in slowly, but then again, I might just lose it in the last second and just do a big one. Yeah, we'll see. With mushrooms, go big, go big, go big, go big, go big and stay home. That's 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 not playing. Let's see what happens. Well, cool. Let's see where uh, a uh, J blow it up a little bit. I want to see what the last day is. Last day is the twenty third in Lafayette, Louisiana. Of course, it ends there. That's that's sick. At the old feed and seed. Never played there, but heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Well, dudes, I just want to say that I appreciate your time. I appreciate that you guys made the trip down here. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on here. It was cool. Yeah. Where can people find you? Huh? Where can people find you? Like uh, social media, internet, YouTube. Oh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usuals. Yeah, you know. know. Just look up the Goat Whore. uh, Let's see. uh, Instagram is at Goat Whore Nola. And then Twitter is like... I think it's like go whore underscore, underscore Nola. Nola. Yeah. Our Twitter account. Oh, yeah. You can, you can go to our wonderful link tree and we got everything <laughs> there as well. <laughs> right, I'll, put, I'll put the link in the bio and stuff. So, yeah. I, I fucked up with the monster in the beer. I'm, I'm going to pee my pants. But but again, uh, guys, thank you. It's great. It's great hanging. And, no, uh, thank, yeah, you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Right, we appreciate yeah. it, man. Next time we come, we're just going to take a bunch of acid and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Next I time. Totally black out. Totally black out. The room and just take some acid. Yeah, we'll do that with the mushrooms. Like wear a blindfold and just put music on. Oh my goodness! Is that is that something that you that you you should do? You just you put like a blindfold and do mushrooms. Well, I mean, I think you should do it. Yeah, you should do it. it. So okay, what's told is that like, so it's good like like being on psilocybin like visually is really fucking interesting. But Mm. if you get rid of the vision thing, you focus more mental and hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So put a black like blindfold on, and then just go. Yeah, or a pink on. blindfold, but as long as it's blackout, you know, whatever okay. color you want, you can have a purple. Purple, yeah. okay. Yeah, that'd be sick. What uh, what about for uh, should you do music or or, or, or no music? No, do music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some 
mixtures of stuff. I'd say have a friend too with you. I can do both. You can listen to music for a little while and take a little break and just. Then yeah. get real quiet and see what go really outside happens. for a minute and enjoy yeah. some enjoy some air and scenery and then yeah. go back to some music. Make yeah. sure you put aside about six hours or so. Six yeah. hours? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just wait. This is wait till I just pass out. I just. You might not even pass out. You might be like, come out of it, and you want to do everything and anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that's sick too. Well, we just we just let the whole world know what I'm doing next week. All right. All right, <laughs> Until next time. Appreciate it. Later. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>